0: Hello and welcome to Woodburn Corner, the West Bromwich Albion podcast that is glad to see people are finally coming into the club. Uh, I am Graham Brown and I'm here with Joe Chapman. Happy Monday, Graham. Happy Monday indeed. And we've uh, decided to come straight out with a, uh, with a breakout podcast for the reason that it would appear that Albion are going to sign a player in the shape of Sam Johnson. Uh, Joe, tell us all we know about Albion signing Sam Johnson.
1: Uh, well, he knows the patch very, very well. He's had loads of bells at... Walsall And more recently Of course Aston Villa He spent 18 months At Villa uh, Steve Bruce was Very very keen To get someone in um, When he arrived At the club Because he didn't Really trust Gallini who, uh, who the club Had signed under Roberto Di Matteo um, So he went to He went to Man United Picked up Johnston And He performed Really really well Last season He kept 22 clean sheets um, In 45 League appearances Was a, was a Significant role Played a significant role In uh, their run To the playoff final He was always Going to leave Man United This summer He's got one year Left on his deal And United Are closing in On Lee Grant At Stoke So He was always Going to be made Available for transfer He wasn't going to get Any first team football At United It makes sense uh, I, th- I think it's Very very smart business
0: what do you, What's your understanding Of the state of play Of it then uh, In terms of Is it definitely happening What's it going to cost
1: The uh... reckon is going to be About 5 million Yeah Which I think Albion will look for, at the very least for, for Foster um, from any potential buyers well most likely Watford I think they, they'll try and at least get their money back
0: So we're going to come back to talk a little bit about Ben Foster later on and also we're going to talk to Alex Dickin who uh, who writes about Villa for us about what sort of player that Sam Johnson is um, What surprises me about this I don't know what your view about it is, is why is he available why is why is Sam Dodson available for five million? Why hasn't he been snapped up by one of the Premier League clubs in, you know, like, a Watford or a West Ham, who are clearly interested in him? You know, he's the right age and so on. In my in, uh, my initial reaction, is, this is brilliant news. But my, but by I have a slight nagging um, noise at the back of my uh, head, which is saying, but no Premier League team obviously wants him.
1: I don't think there are that many Premier League teams that need a keeper. To be honest, it is my honestly held view. Watford obviously are looking at Foster. And we've talked about this earlier in the office. Maybe Watford would have been expected to have gone after Johnston. Yeah, that's I thought yeah. They seriously need a freshen up of their department because Jarelo Gomez is 37. He's been told he can leave. Pantilimon has been told he can leave after playing next to no football at Watford. Mm-hmm. So he's expected to go to Forest. So therefore, Watford are in a position where they really need to bring in, and they've got and they've opted for experience as well by, this, by the you know the way they're chasing Foster. So. I just think He was never going to get Any game time at United Forget it You've got De Gea And even if De Gea is injured You've got uh, Romero. Sergio Romero You've now got Lee Grant Who's coming in As kind of like The Richard Wright kind of role You know Just kind of sit there For the rest of his career Probably And and not play any football uh, And Villa obviously were the, other, were the other option for him And they're not in a position To sign him permanently
0: And have you seen much of Johnson You, you get around i watched a, a
1: good few games of, of Villa last season And I've always been impressed with him He's got good reflexes Good kicker of the ball Commanding, he's got experience in the championship now. He's played eighteen months in the championship, in a in a pretty successful team. You know, he's, he's been on the winning side a number of times, and uh, and of course, as I say, you know, he, he's he's been responsible for a, a number of of clean sheets as well. So I I think on the face of it, yeah, I, I can understand what you're thinking. West Ham have signed Fabianski. That was another club that we in need of a keeper. You look around, you think, well, Everton have got Pickford, Watford we've talked about. Southampton, uh, maybe Crystal Palace, maybe. But
0: to be honest, fundamentally, I am thinking it's a really, really good signing. Um, I mean, I've seen a little bit of him myself. I also know quite how much the Villa fans would love to get him in themselves. You know, it's only the financial um, position there that stops them from doing it. He's a, he's a good age, and the the thing I've I mean, I've seen him play a, a little bit. And what impresses me most is he's um, he's a commanding presence. You've me- you mentioned he that word, but 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 from uh, uh, on the pitch, but he just seems like a strong personality. Yeah. He seems like someone who. Um, you know, de- kind of defies his relatively young age, and I think that's 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 an important thing. You know, Ben Foster's a big part of the um, of the dressing room, and, and I I'd be confident that he might be a, a a contributor from
1: that regard. He's ten years younger than Foster, so that's another big thing as well. Foster's already said in the past, you know, about his knees and could Go at any time.
0: So, what do you think about that? The, I mean, I, well, I'll go first. My view is if they are able to sell Ben Foster and bring in Sam Johnson at relatively null cost, you know, same wages, same fee, and so on, I think it's a terrific bit of business because I think I'm a massive fan of Ben Foster's, but I do think fundamentally he's 35. He's had injury problems in the past. He's now said that he wants to go. Um, uh, and One of the things that you know, if if you were to say to me before this uh, this news dropped earlier on today, okay, well, who would you want to replace him? I'd have probably said Sam Johnson. So I am um, pleased in that regard, but equally, I can understand why Watford would turn down Sam Johnson for Ben Foster. The reason being that at this moment in time, unquestionably, Ben Foster is better than Sam Johnson. You know, for next season, we are now we're going to be worse. We're going to be worse in that we don't have the best English goalkeeper around. We have, you know, what is a. Yeah, proven decent championship goalkeeper, but I think why this is a good sign is that in three years' time, Ben Foster will be, you know, a spent force. and Sam Johnson will be a twenty-eight-year-old, very you know,
1: hopefully probably coming so, into his prime as well. Yeah. that's the thing as well.
0: So, so I think it's good. You know, yeah, we, we, signed a, a five million goalkeeper that will, they'll never get any um, money back from. We potentially buy a player that you know might just you know, sell on for big money in the future. You know, you've increased your
1: value of your squad. That's my view. What's yours? All things were to go well. You're already looking well into the future, Johnston. If he, if he is as successful as his spell at Villa, his value is only going to go up. Yep. Twenty-five-year-old goalkeepers nowadays who are playing first-team football in the top two divisions of, of England—that is a very, very young age. You know what I mean? If he's an outfield player, it's like signing a teenager. Yeah. To be a, to become an outfield player, Albion need youth anyway. Throughout the. the the whole squad they need they need young players coming through they need players between the age of 20 and 25 who are gonna step up and just revitalize the, the dressing room got so many 27 28 29 30 year olds you know who have kind of re- maybe reached the top of the hill and now only kind of I think for- going coming down the other side you think well i need they need the next kind of bracket I think of age. I think have
0: got rather more thirty one, thirty two, thirty, three, thirty four. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, of course. That's that's what I mean. And these these players are, no. are gonna be the same. You know, you've got players like um Dawson's I think twenty eight now. Yeah. Gibbs is about the same age, Livermore about the same age, Rodriguez is the same age. These players are you know, they're kind of getting to the big three O in the next year or two and so, so we need the next generation?
0: So I'm going to hand over to you and Alex in a minute to, to talk a, bit, a little bit more about um, about Sam Johnson and what we can expect from him. But in the meantime, I thought I'd raise the question that I'd ask on the on the podcast this week, uh, Were they're not here. So I mean, um, for those of you who are just joining us, I'm not someone who necessarily um, speaks the the way the club would want. And it strikes <laughs> me that the uh, that thus far this close season could barely have gone worse. We're yet to. I mean, as a side note. We're yet to name an assistant manager, but that's not something that concerns me. Um, the Dawson and Foster saying they want to go is a big red flag. You know, the, the big sell- selling point for me of Darren Moore is that he'd actually want make people want to stay. They don't really want to stay. It seems to me that anyone who could possibly want to go seems to want to go. Meanwhile, it may, maybe Rodriguez seems to be a, a kind of decent sort Meanwhile, we don't have a recruitment department to properly bring people in. We've got massive problems. I mean, goalkeeper being one of them, but certainly... Um, uh, certainly at centre half. I think it's interesting how someone like James McLean. We want to keep him, and he appears to me he wants to go. Fundamentally, Albion is a bit of a mess, isn't it at the moment?
1: The squad needs a. It needs. Uh, I don't. I don't actually know what the word is. It, <laughs> sorting out's the bottom line, isn't it? Opera it needs. needs to... re, it needs resolving from top to bottom. Players that want to leave, they're no good to you, really, are they? Players like McLean, Dawson, Foster, they're already appear to be severing ties. What's supposed to point in? If, if you can haggle and get the money that you want for them, then it's got to be done now. You, it, unlike unlike seasons gone by, you haven't got two months from the beginning of July to do your business. You've got one month. You've got thirty one, thirty two, thirty three days, and from now to I don't know. You depending on the players that leave, you're still needing five or six signings now. As it stands, that's if no players to leave the club.
0: I personally think the biggest story for, of this close season that, that, that probably hasn't been uh, probably isn't discussed enough is the fact that um, they sacked Hammond, they brought in Terranio, they've now sidelined him. Essentially, after years and years and years of having a, rec- a big recruitment department that doesn't do any recruiting because Tony Pulis decides who comes in, now we actually need it and it's not there. And it's all on, on, um, it, it all seems to be, to be land on um, Mark Jenkins' shoulders. And it's like a spin of a dice. He gets it wrong... We're done, you know. We, we, we're a Leeds, we're a Sheffield Wednesday, we're an Aston Villa. You know, we're a team that, 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 that threw away its one opportunity to have, a, to have a big fun to get back in the Premier League, and that concerns me.
1: You look at Stoke down the road or, yeah. up, the, or up the road, they just seem to have it absolutely down like down to a T. They've still got players that are probably going to leave. Butland and Chikiri, for example, are players you don't expect to be at Stoke come the start of the season. But they've got the manager in, early doors, they paid the compensation fee that they needed to pay. Brought in all the backroom staff that Gary Rowett wanted: Kevin Phillips, Rory Delap, um, Mark Sale. Player, you know, guys that have worked alongside him. Um, they've signed Benik fovi They've signed uh, Peter Otebo Who's they managed to get that deal done, even though he's out in, was was out at the time. Yeah, with Nigeria at the World Cup. They're trying They're- to do other deals that you know that. Are exciting, but like McLean, like, like Matt Ritchie, Allen, which is massive. they've signed Joe Allen to a new deal. There's a lot of optimism at Stoke. Yeah, and you just you look at Albion in, in each respective uh, area of the club. If you're kind of pitting against each other, they're just. Uh, <laughs> they just seem to be dragging their heels. Don't yeah, they?
0: no, it doesn't. And I, mean, I do think it's bad. It just doesn't seem to be set up to succeed as such. Um, okay, well, uh, that, that's, that's the miserable part of this podcast away. Now, now I'm going to hand uh, over to Joe and uh, Alex Dickin, who writes, for, uh, writes about Aston Villa for us, to talk a little bit about what we can expect from
1: Sam Johnson. So, Alex, I saw a fair bit of Aston Villa last season, but I guarantee you've seen a good bit more. Uh, what are your immediate thoughts on the on the news that, that Sam Johnson set for Albion? Um, I think uh, anyone looking at this from a Villa perspective would say it's a
2: a real kick in the teeth for Villa, but a massive, massive uh, coup for Albion if they can get that over the line. I mean, he's a he's a 25 years old. He's still got the best best part of 10 years ahead of his career. Um, he's played for England under 20s, uh, comes through the ranks of Man United. I mean he's going to be a real, real top, top keeper uh, He's going to play in the Premier League for a number of years um, And I suppose he's about to find that club now That's going to take him to the Premier League The fastest possible route Because obviously there's a lot of Premier League goalkeepers around there that are very, very talented And it's difficult to uh, dislodge one of those keepers When there's so many of them uh, around I suppose But he's a, a really decent keeper
1: And without been getting £5 million That's brilliant business Do you, are, you, are you surprised that he's not ended up in the Premier League this season? Like when 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 he when the return to Villa was kind of cordoned off, were you surprised then that he would return to the championship? I think,
2: I think he could do well, do well in the Premier League. But when you look at it, I think there's so so many really decent goalkeepers about now that you've got. I mean, most Premier League clubs have got a decent backup goalkeeper. Mm. So um, I mean, you look at look at Man City with Claudio Bravo, who's won the Champions League at Barcelona, and ah. liga titles can't get anywhere near Man City it's because they've got Edison. Yeah. Um, Man United have got Romero, Argentina's number one, as their, as their backup keeper. So there's so many top keepers in the Premier League, even lower down. I mean, you can, you can look at them all and say, you know what, no Premier League club nowadays has got a bad goalkeeper out there as a number one. No. So it's difficult to kind of get break into that. So someone like Johnston, probably it's best for him to start a championship club, establish yourself as a number one there, take them up to the Premier League, and then there's a certain amount of loyalty from people like Darren Moore that would say, you're not going to be. Bombed out, and we're going to get a new goalkeeper in. You're going to be our number one in the Premier League. Because I mean, Johnson's 25, so it's it's very much about kind of building for the long term. And if Villa had gone up this season, he'd have been there. And then their next season is their number one. So um, it's a kind of a logical progression, I think.
1: Bruce was a big fan, wasn't he? He said constantly that. I mean, I Mm. suppose you'd imagine that had Villa been in a position this summer to sign him permanently, he'd have been top of the list.
2: Yeah, they all said that loads of times. I mean, Tony Jard said, "I think in January, if we go up, we're going to sign him permanently." but simply they can't afford to now because they've got they've got no money to spend on transfers this summer because they've got so many financial issues and obviously as well financial fair play problems that they just can't afford to spend that sort of money. Um, Bruce loves him. Um, I remember the first the first few games Johnston played for Villa eighteen months ago. He obviously joined them in January twenty seventeen for six months the end of the season uh, and then went back on a season long loan for the full 2017-18 campaign. But the first few games he played uh, of the of his first loan spell Uh, he actually made a couple of mistakes and uh, looked a little bit shaky but I suppose at the time um, there were critics but I think that was to be expected given that he had so many loan spells but he hadn't actually had a loan spell in a a short while before that so he hadn't played much football in about a year I think Mm -hmm. Um, so he looked a little bit nervy and made a few errors and got I suppose rightly criticised from fans um, because he'd come in to replace a a goalkeeper Villa had spent I think 4 or £5 million on himself so um, there was obviously pressure on him but Bruce said straight away from the start we, we know he'll make mistakes just give him time and um, Villa fans gave him time and he was I mean he was faultless really for the last for the second season and he was faultless for the last three months of his first spell as well um, really steady and solid and he makes big saves as well I mean I remember uh, a couple stick out in the Villa Cardiff game towards the end of last That's season That's right yeah there was, one, there was one at the back end of the season there, against Cardiff uh, yeah. one, I think one uh, was like Glenn Whelan deflected a free kick and Whelan was not looking at the goal he was looking the other way and he was just like hitting his hands and then obviously didn't hear a noise from the away fans and got up and reacted to it after Johnson <laughs> and brilliantly saved it um, but there was a few saves in that game brilliant performance There's was low as well I mean I remember a Millwall game Millwall absolutely battered Villa at Villa Park in December um, and Johnston kept him at bay single-handedly so he's a really really top young goalkeeper and he'll only
1: get better the reputation of the clean sheets and, and things like that It's a long old season And he's obviously not had any fitness worries or anything So he's always been there for Villa Yeah uh, in, the, in the league games uh, With Chester and Terry in front of him Is that, I mean the, the, That's not taking away anything from him then You don't think Because that's no, a good no, partnership no. in front
2: Oh yeah, it's a very I mean, if you look at the defence in the second tier this this season None will be as good as I mean, on paper, yes. James Chester and Terry—you've got former England captain, Chelsea captain, who's won everything in the game, um, playing at a level far beneath his ability. And James Chester—he's really—I mean, a lot of Albion fans may may not see it, but having watched him over the last couple of years with <laughs> Villa, we only saw him at left. Well, exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, having watched him over the last couple of years with Villa at centre back, uh, and obviously for Wales, you can see he's a Premier League player in waiting. And to be fair, he could well move on from there this summer. But um, I, I wouldn't. Take anything away from Johnson's achievements, having those two in front of him, because at times, and um, I think Chess has admitted this himself on a few occasions, uh, they've let him down, and uh, particularly in the first set, they let him down, and, and uh, he was over overworked at times, uh, but that again goes to show how good he is that he came through and kept so many clean sheets in and a defence that was good but it wasn't
1: brilliant well thank you very much for your time Alex Uh, that's the Woodman Corner podcast uh, concluded this week Uh, we'll be back next week uh, with more Albion chatter Uh, uh, hopefully there'll be a few more announcements transfer related and perhaps the new kit and that kind of thing Um, so make sure you stay tuned you can download the uh, Woman Corner podcast on a weekly basis on the uh, the iTunes store and also via yeah. Acast uh, so yeah make sure you tune in uh, next week